Welcome to episode 107 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It's uh, it's Tuesday's episode, people, but it is Friday. We're doing it again. Uh, it's Friday, Friday, the 15th of May, uh, 2000, 2020. And uh, we are running late, desperately finding things to talk about. Uh, in this lockdown that is still going on, although a little bit in the UK now, it's been uh, eased off a little bit. They've started fucking playing those cards, um, the government over here, um, um, going with our sensibilities uh, in the UK of gardening. Uh, this will, This is what will get us through this, the government have thought. Uh, we'll get them out fucking gardening again and take their fucking mind off it. So they've opened the garden centres. Uh, you're allowed to go fucking fishing and shit like that. Um, uh, so they've uh, they've eased up the lockdown a little bit, but um, people are still uh, still queuing for shit everywhere. Um, so uh, that's that's the state of play at the moment in the UK. I think the old death rate is uh, going down a little bit as well, uh, which is all good. We're on about, I don't know, 30-odd thousand now. <laughs> Fuck me. There's about 10% of people who have been, like, tested positive um, for COVID-19. I think about 10% have fucking just been wiped off the map. You can just see, it's almost like uh, the government's sitting around like uh, an episode of Blackadder Goes Forth, where they're just sweeping up the troops like that, and just throwing them in the bin. Uh, we Well, we can live with that as a government, but anymore, open the garden centres. That'll take their mind off it. Get them out there fucking with the flowers and shit. English people, British people fucking, you know, love the, love the old gardening. Get them out there. Take their mind off it. Like that. And also, if they dig a big enough trench, they can start fucking burying their own family. Ah, there we go. Plant some flowers on top. Lovely. Forget all about it. We've had a nice summer. Um, it's not quite summer yet, though, is it? Not quite summer yet. Um, uh, it has felt a bit like summer here. I uh, I took a nice little stroll near Briggs Towers. We have uh, a river running down. So I had a little stroll down by the river. Uh, down by the river, don't you know? And um, uh, that was quite nice the other day. I don't usually stroll much, to be perfectly honest. I fucking resent the fact that I have to walk to my local shop that's about 50 metres away from me, uh, just by the fucking funeral parlour where the person got shot last year. Uh, still going on, still going on that. I don't know, how long is it you leave it before you stop putting flowers up for somebody? I don't know. If you've had a family member die... <laughs> And you, you are putting flowers next to a fucking lamppost. How long does that last? I don't know. I don't know. But they're there. They're fucking there every week. Fresh flowers. Um, very odd that. I always find that quite odd. Like the fact that people put flowers outside somewhere uh, where somebody was actually died or was actually killed rather than the grave themselves. They mark the spot of uh, the actual, well, or the closest lamppost to, that's what they do, isn't it, basically? The closest lamppost um, to the place where they died. Obviously, I think this, the geese got shot in the middle of the road, so it's quite difficult to plant flowers there. Um, I don't know. We're going off track a little bit, but I had... <laughs> 
I had a nice, uh, nice little walk down by the river. It was quite nice, sunny day, uh, and uh, it's nice to be at one with nature, people. At a time like this, I hope your lockdown is going well. Whatever fucking country you're in, uh, listening to this, um, write in with your lockdown experience at the moment. Um, I have been a little bit busy because obviously. Uh, there is no fucking work for stand-up comedians at the moment. So I've had like a plethora uh, of work, work, a smorgasbord, if you will, of work that has been pulled left, right and centre. Um, so uh, I am fucking down on the money, people. So you are going to judge me uh, by this, but I'm, um, I'm working the day job. That's what, I, that's what it comes to, people. We're working the day job. We're putting the hours in uh, at the moment. I am fucking um, working hard in a supermarket at the moment. I know. There's an unwritten rule. This is the thing, right? There's an unwritten rule in stand-up and that sort of thing where, like, uh, there's, like, a hierarchical system of where uh, people, um, people who still work, still work the day job, it doesn't matter what you do on stage, um, there's uh, little rules, little groups that you have to get into, I think, on Facebook and shit like that. I'm not uh, a member of many Facebook groups, to be perfectly honest. I like to do my own thing, people. Uh, but it's kind of looked down on having a day job and shit like that. But desperate times call for desperate measures, people. And I'm putting in the fucking hours at the minute. Um... Working within a supermarket, I will not uh, tell you which supermarket it is because half of the shit that I fucking say on here, <laughs> you start and you're fucking immediately evicted. Uh, but it is a major supermarket that I'm working for. Not out front, obviously, because uh, they wouldn't have my fucking face out there, my miserable fucking face. Uh, I get to work out the back where I can call people cunts and shit like that. It's fucking great. Um so uh, that's what I'm doing for the money at the minute. That is 100%. This was one of the, I think this was one of the things in the Facebook groups. If you're a professional comedian and um, earn 100% of your wage from comedy, you can join this group. Uh, nobody should be a member of that fucking group at the moment. <laughs> nobody is a professional stand-up comedian at the minute. Um, so it's all fucking hands on deck. Um like to try and get some money in at the minute. Working nine till five. What a way to be a wanker. Um, I am not working what nine till five. Uh, I'm doing, I think my hours are like two till 10.30 or something, two in the morning till 10.30. So I get the rest of the day. Um, it's actually quite nice um, in a way, getting out and about and talking to people, regular people out there. Um, well, part of it's nice. Obviously, you meet the odd cunt and fucking shit like that you have to deal with. But, hey, before we get into that, let's have a cup of tea. Nice bit of tea there. Bit of Yorkshire tea. Uh, it's the best. People around the world, if you've never tried Yorkshire tea, get on it, baby. Get on it. It's the best. Uh, I'm not sponsored by them, by the way, just to, uh, just to clarify that fact. Um, although I should be. Definitely, for the amount of fucking advertising every episode we do for them. Anyway, yeah, so I'm, uh, yeah, so I've, uh, I'm, I'm working hard at a day job. 
um, at the minute, like fucking just getting the money in like six days a week I'm doing. About 48 hour a week or something like that. It's not too bad. Frontline fucking hero stuff right here, baby. Um, no PPE, really. No real social distancing or anything like that. You can't do it. It's the fucking working class. He's getting it in the ass again, people. In there. Um, I don't know, but it's uh, yeah. There's a there's a sort of like stigma attached to that within the comedy world, uh, and I weighed up all those options: the stigma attached to having a day job, and also the fact that I need fucking food on the table and pay the bills uh, for this place. So um, uh, yeah, so I'm uh, so I'm doing that at the minute. Um, and obviously still putting out the podcast and shit like that. Uh, getting up at fucking one o'clock in the morning to go in for two is a fucking killer. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, but um, it's amazing to see that side of things that I know we're all like praising the fucking uh, the NHS and people like that. But who are the people that are keeping the country going? People in supermarkets, the fucking postman, the fucking binman, everything like that. They're still working, you know, very little fucking shits are given about people like that. And they're the people who are putting their fucking, you know, selves on the line. I know there's protective things for the people at the cashier's desk, uh, the, the checkouts and shit like that, where you have to walk through a bomb-proof fucking wall now. But everybody else, like, doing the other jobs, like loading the vans for the online shit and that sort of thing, um, there's there's nothing you can do with the social distancing. Everything's out back and nobody really fucking gives a fuck what's going on, really, to to a certain degree. You get to wear a mask if you want one, but um, what's the fucking point, really? You're working in and out each other's pockets. You've just got to hope that they're outside of work. They're not fucking, you know going around seeing relatives in hospital and shit like that. But, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so that's a, that's the state of play at the moment for me. Um, and, and it does, it always has had that sort of, um, stigma within the comedy community, but I know a lot of people who sort of like do a sly little fucking, you know, uh, sly little day job and, shit like that uh and i take my hat off to everyone who does stand up and does that as well um i didn't want i just didn't want to be one of those cunts that was fucking complaining because there's very little help um uh, for for stand-up comedians out there because the way you work it in everything like it's legal to work your tax out. We do our pay-as-you-earn tax and all that sort of shit and you do your fucking tax return at the end of the year but the amount of miles that you do, you get your 45 pence per mile. Uh, and after that, I think you get like 20p um, after 10,000 miles or something, or 25p, I think it is. I don't know. Like, it's written on my tax form anyway. I'll, I'll fucking worry about that in December when I do it again. But um, the way you work it is um, you obviously get to claim back 45 pence a mile and that sort of shit and your mileage and your earnings and shit like that. And it usually kind of levels itself out, which is a good thing because it means you don't pay shit loads of fucking tax. Um, it's all legal to do that. It's just the amount of miles that we do, you know, 30, 35,000 miles a year. You add all of that up. 
compared to how much you're earning and um, it kind of levels it off and you ain't paying a lot of tax or whatever and it ain't it doesn't look like on paper that you're earning a lot of money but you're claiming for things that are legal to play but claim for let's just clarify that <laughs> before you start seeing me as some sort of fucking Gary Barlow with an offshore account shit um but, yeah, it's all legal um, to do that. But when it comes to a situation where you're looking at your earnings to get either a grant or, or um, you know, like the equivalent of the fucking furlough thing that they're doing for uh, performers or people in the arts, the government hasn't made any fucking, you know, uh, compensation or or anything for, for people like me. So, um I just didn't want to be those people, one of those people who sits back on their laurels and goes, fucking hell, I'm fucking not earning anything. For however long this is going to go on for, it may go on for a month, it may go on till the end of the year. Nobody fucking knows. But the places where you usually work, which is like theatres, pubs, um, uh, clubs and that sort of thing, they ain't going to be, they're they're not going to be a priority to open. Um, which is what we've all seemed to have realised within the comedy community as much as I am a part of that community um, because obviously I like to keep myself to myself a little bit um, and don't get involved in all those fucking groups because it just seems like, I don't know, it's another way of people, um, all of those fucking groups, the Facebook groups, and I think there's another association being set up now. It's all another way of the gatekeepers trying to control um, the comedy industry. And I know they're under the pretense that they're um, that they're helping the comedy industry out, but when you look at the people that are involved in it, you're like, oh, right, it's these guys again. They're just control, trying to control everything and let us know. That's just my opinion. You know, I'm sure other people have differing opinions to that. But um, very much so. The nice thing about stand-up is you get to fucking organise it all yourself. If somebody owes you some money, you get to fucking directly say to them, you owe me some fucking money, pay up, son. That's it. You know, if you can't, you know, do that, you know, issue them with a fucking CCJ or or fucking county court summons or something like that. They soon fucking pay up, man. They soon pay up. Um, but obviously, some people, I don't know, people must be going through life bewildered at the fact that fucking somebody owes them money and they don't know what to do about it. If the worst comes to the worst, go around and fucking see them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it's, um, yeah, within, uh, you know, like with these associations and everything that are being set up uh, within the comedy community now, it, it just seems like it's one more fucking, you know, one more layer that you've got to get through to get to the, get, get to you know, that's blocking you from getting to stuff. I don't know. It doesn't, it's the same people um, who are the gatekeepers? Uh, they're not. You find this a lot in arts. I was having this discussion with uh, with with another comedian the other day, and you find this a lot in art that mainly the people uh, who are in charge and the gatekeepers are just the fucking administrators 
they're not the people who are creating the art or doing anything special or doing anything different, but they're the people who get to say what goes on or what goes on a stage or how they go about doing that. They're the ones who are in control and they haven't got a fucking artistic bone in their fucking body. Um, so that's my little rant about that. So, um, yeah, if, you know, like I've seen people, you know, described as, oh, she's a semi-pro act or something like that, or he's a semi-pro act because he's fucking still got a day job. You don't know fucking their, their fucking situation at home or anything like that. Obviously, I'm going to fucking, you know, root for that team uh, because, uh, you know, the working nine till five or working two till 10.30, um, but um, it's got to be done, people. It's desperate measures, isn't it? Desperate times call for desperate measures, um, and um, and these are desperate times we are in, people. Uh, let's have a let's have another cup of tea. The only thing I have realised um, that this kind of throws up. Um, there's actually another guy who works with me who's uh, who's an actor. And actors, people like that, you know, like they've had their old stretch cancelled, all the theatres closed and stuff like that. I think he was in, uh, before lockdown and that, he was in Mamma Mia. So, um, Mamma Mia, that's what he must have said when lockdown came on. Um, so, um, yeah, you're getting all types sort of like working there, particularly at supermarkets. Um, uh, some furloughed staff as well working there. I'm not sure how that works out, whether how legal that is. Um, getting two fucking incomes, sweetheart, are you? 80% off the fucking government that your regular job's paying for you, and then you're bolstering your fucking wage. But if they're going for it, they're going for it. Some people are making a profit out of this. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, surely there's stuff you can do at home or give it to other people, those jobs, I don't know. Um, but the the whole thing about this um, uh, working in the day now and that sort of thing and being thrown uh, in with people, uh, most of the people who I work with are fucking great. Uh, they're a good laugh. I can have a bit of a laugh um, with them. Uh, you get the odd cunt. That's the only thing, innit? You know, it's like all forms of life and that sort of thing. But, like, if you're doing a manual job, uh, which is what I am doing, um, a physical, fucking hard-working, physical job, um, trying to work off this fucking belly a bit, uh, if you're doing that sort of thing, uh, you're going to get cunts that you work with. Um, it's just, uh, you know, it's a class thing a little bit. Uh, there's one particular cunt who, oh, fucking hell, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, you kind of forget. You live in a little bubble sometimes. Like, the comedy community is a fucking little bubble. It's almost like everybody, everybody complains about how much of a bubble the fucking London comedy community is with regards to, you know, like, hey, man, you know, like, freedom of speech for everything, no racism, all that sort of thing, which is a good thing, by the way. That's a good thing. Um, but very little, you know, a lot of acts I've seen in London pl just play to that fucking crowd of, um, that p political correctness, you know, they're just getting, they're just saying things, oh, racism's bad, isn't it? Well, of course it fucking is. 
Of course it is. Sexism's bad. Of course homophobia's bad and all that sort of thing. But you can't just say that and expect to fucking get a round of applause for it, which happens, people. You know, you've got to come on at another fucking angle, surely. Something truthful. You know, all racists are bad, all sexists are bad. You know, it's, it's there's a black and white. It's not just black and white, I mean. It's, there's grey areas out there. I'm not saying you can be racist or anything like that. Um, but there's grey areas that you can play with within that, you know, and make people think in a different way or, like, think, oh, I haven't considered it from ang- that angle. You know, nobody is 100%. This is my opinion, anyway. Nobody is 100% non-racist, no matter what colour, gender or whatever you are or race you are. Everybody's got that fucking baggage that they fucking carry around with them. You, you You didn't load that baggage up. You know, that baggage has been forced on you before. That happened before you were born. You know, you you're born into the fucking world. And you think, oh, you come into this world with nothing and you go out with nothing. That ain't the case, baby. You come in with certain fucking things that have happened years and years before you were fucking born. And as soon as you're born, depending on your fucking skin color, your fucking gender, uh, whatever that is assigned uh, at birth by your parents or whatever, your gender and uh, your fucking sexuality when you grow up, you have certain things that have happened in history which will dictate to you how you react to those things. Uh, You don't just come into this earth, uh, uh, into this world with nothing. You've instantly inherited things as soon as you were born. And then you can either drop those things or carry those things on, can't you? You get the choice to do that. That's the thing. That's the glorious thing about life. You get the choice whether you pick up the mantle of those horrendous things and charge goose-stepping with those into the future, handing them on like a fucking baton to the next generation, or you fucking get to leave them just along the path and say, right, I'm going to hand on just a little bit less than was handed on to me. And that's not a bad way to live your life, is it? Just all of that shit that's happened in the past and that, you just think, you sift through it and go, nah, racism, I ain't going to carry that on. Sexism, I ain't going to carry that on to the next generation, my kids or whatever. And you just give them a slightly smaller parcel to carry them on into the future. And you go, well, there's probably a few mistakes I've made in there, me old booty, but you can sift through them and put them to one side and then pass it on to your kids. And hopefully the load will get a little bit less as we go down through the generations. But the weird thing about um, working um, working the day job and now, you meet cunts like that. I mean, like I've, I, I work with a fucking cunt like that. I've pulled him up on a couple of bits. And they're all people like that who are racist. It's, it's everything isn't it? You know, it's not just like, they're not singularly just racist. They're racist, homophobic, and fucking, you know, sexist. It's all it's all three. It's the smorgasbord, isn't it? Don't like immigrants. Fucking don't like the gays. Don't like black people. Don't like brown people. I just like people who look like me and fucking, you know, people who look like me 
who are white, straight, and like me. Probably got the same name as me. Exactly the same name as me. Everybody who's like me. Although I don't like white people, those, you know, those liberal white people who are too PC and shit like that. You know, they're all the same. They're never just one, is it? It's never just one thing. They're not like, oh, fucking hell, I fucking hate the gays. But I tell you what, immigrants are all right, aren't they? You know, it's never that. It's always, they, they go for the whole collection, don't they? It's always everything. They don't pick and choose between their bigotry. It's just like, oh, I'm going to have all of that shit like that and I'm going to fucking hate them. I'm going to hate them. I'm going to hate them. And I'm going to hate them. And all it is... Is pretty much shit that's... I just find people like that so fucking boring. Um, and and that's what they do, don't they? You know, they try and fucking... You know, you're driving down a road in a conversation with them and they fucking grab the wheel and try to take you down a fucking dirt track. Down the old racism fucking detour, don't they? So then you just fucking... You, now I just... I don't even fucking... I know everybody out there goes, well, I'd fucking, you know, I'd fucking tell them where they are and where they're wrong and shit like that. Would you fuck? Most people don't. But I do now. And I'm not holding myself up as a hero or something like that. I don't know. Um, I'm just fucking bored of it. I'm 43 fucking years old. I'm a white geezer with a skinhead. I have encountered cunts like that throughout the whole of my fucking life. And I just can't tolerate them anymore. I can't tolerate the fucking, you know, the word packy being used that this guy used. I couldn't. I just jumped on it straight away. And now I've ended up fucking in a situation where I'm bullying him on a daily basis because I don't like it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm being a real cunt about everything. Because that's what happens, isn't it? You know, like the other day I said about some place in town that was in town or whatever. I don't go in town anymore. Oh, why not? It's parking difficult. Nah, too many quiz. Is there? Really? I hadn't, you know, I don't give a fuck. You know, what, what, you know, you might as well fucking leave here then. You know, not work here. Because there's people, you know, who are homosexual and if it that bothers you that much, then you need to fucking leave here as well. Just stay in. Just lockdown is the ideal scenario for you. You're not going to meet black people. You're not going to meet brown people. You're not going to meet fucking gay people, lesbian people, trans people. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to be told to do anything by women. I don't know, just stay in and uh, in your lockdown, give up your fucking job and retire. And people will say, why are you retiring? Ah, because I'm a fucking bigot. That's why. I can't go out the house anymore, just in case. I mean, too, it's fucking Northampton, you know. Too many fucking queers, as uh, queers, as he quoted it. Too many queers in town. It's hardly fucking pride in Northampton. It's hardly fucking Mardi Gras. Is it? You know, I, I I don't give a fuck about how who people have sex with unless it directly involves me. Um, and then I'm not re- I'm 43, so I ain't really bothered about that these days. Anyway, I'm 43 years old. 
I've got no fucking gallbladder, a fucking hernia scar that is the only thing that seems to be throbbing below the waist at the moment. (laughs) I couldn't give a fuck, and he's got, what, 15 years on me? But you just think, don't you? You think, oh, don't worry about it. It'll be fucking dead. I tell you what, if I get COVID-19, the first thing I'm going to do is cough in his fucking mouth. I might even think about blacking up while I do it as well. <laughs> Just to fucking have that little stereotype for him. Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I just find it hard to tolerate those people. And I'm not 100% fucking, you know, non-racist. Because I don't think any of us are. There's a quote, like, to somebody to take that clip out, isn't it? I don't think any of us are. These people, like these people who say, oh, I don't see colour and stuff like that. It's right there. It's right there. There it is. You see colour, you're totally aware in the back of your head of all that shit that's gone on in the past. But you you fucking, you know, it's different, isn't it? If you know somebody and you're good mates with them and they're a different race, you can kind of joke about it a little bit. Everybody does. You know, if you know them, but if you don't know them, I find myself being more polite to black and Asian people than I normally would to a white person because I look like this. And in in its own way, that's treating people differently a bit, isn't it? You know, that's treating people differently, which is the essence of racism. So that's my little racist little thing. I try and be, you know talk to people, have a laugh with people and that sort of thing. I kind of try and do that with other people, you know, white people as well. But, you know, I'm not going round like going, hey, how are you? You're right. Yeah, like that. Ah, tick that one off. I feel great about myself now. You know, like some sort of like middle class fucking housewife. We've got a black friend now. Great. But, um, yeah, everybody's fucking aware aren't they, of all that historical shit that's gone on. But still, people come out with those fucking words, don't they? You know, I don't know, man. It's just disappointing. So, basically, my job now entails, part of my job entails fucking hammering a fucking bigot on a fucking daily basis and taking a fucking piss out of him and not giving him short shrift to get away with anything. Fuck that, man. I've... You know, I fucking hate that after gigs. I fucking hate it, and I can tell the fucking idiots who are going to do it as well because they see me on stage, they fucking fucking start getting all excited. Oh, that's a geezer who says says what he wants or what he feels on stage and that sort of thing. Completely miss the point about everything and then come up afterwards and tell me some sort of race. Here's a joke for you, and then drop in the fucking... Uh, black guy walks into a bar, and why does he have to be black? Oh, no, I don't, I don't want to hear the rest of it, mate. Why does he have to be... Oh, no, no, it's really... Yeah, but why does he have to be black? Why can't it just be a man walks into a blah bar? Oh, but the joke wouldn't work then, would it? No, it wouldn't. In which case... You're going to be fucking racist in about fucking 30 seconds, sweetheart. So fuck off. I don't know, man. I'm getting fucking riled up by this already. Jesus Christ. I had more to talk about than this. I ain't going to lie to you. But we are on 31 fucking minutes. Um, What a fucking hell of a rant that was. That has got to be, I don't know, one of the most 
revelatory rants. <laughs> I don't fucking know. In short, to sum that up, I think we're all a little bit racist, right? But some do it in a, uh, you know, like, just by being nicer, extra nice is in in fact, this is my theory on it, in fact, just to cover my ass here, um, in fact, being nice and being nicer to people um, than you usually would, than I usually would, is probably being a bit, little bit racist because you're treating people a little bit differently. But we can all, like, do a little bit better, I think, and not tolerate fucking twats like that. And sometimes we fucking hold our own tongue and if you, the thing is, if you hold your own tongue, your tongue in a fucking workplace or something like that, then people who are quite complicit people and don't want to upset the boat and all that sort of shit will just go along with it. And that just emboldens people, innit? You know, a fucking dog goes to bite you for the first time and you fucking get that newspaper on its nose, don't you? That's how you treat them. I don't know. Let's have a cup of tea before we switch this fucking episode off. <laughs> right, people. We've done 33 fucking minutes. Uh, two fucking... One hell of a rant there at the end. Uh, that was episode uh, 107 of the Ben Briggs podcast. If you want to... Um, abuse me via email, it is just... Um, podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. Um, I will be back on Sunday with Saturday's episode, people. I know it's getting complicated to try and pick things up and put things down and fucking find things to say, baby. Um, I'll be back on Saturday, uh, motherfuckers. So uh, take care till then, and I'll speak to you on Saturday. Goodbye.